I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's funny, we were kind of speaking about shows a moment ago because I heard that when you first came back, you played on a rotating stage. Yeah, the Good Day Sunshine Festival. Oh, um, yeah, that was crazy that was so, we were so lucky to do that show though very lucky but i actually got really dizzy <laughs> it was a i think they used a, a one of the things from a car showroom that was the stage the, was, you know how car like um car shows they have that car like, that's on the circle thing and they yeah. like show it off and spin it around that's what we were on <laughs> how does that work though? so you have like a crowd and you're like in the middle of the crowd so there's four yeah. Se- so yeah we're in the middle of the crowd and then there's four sections so they section it off um in like cubes and then we're spinning around to like each section in the middle of the in the middle of the so, like we're right here snack bang in the middle of the cross foreground yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow we're really good at explaining things <laughs> why 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 were they doing that like what was the kind of thinking behind it i think it was um it was for a distancing for the social distancing yeah and to be able to have a certain amount of people in like a space they had to do it it was the first rotating stage in what was it um, wa in wa in there was a certain amount of time but i can't remember but Wait, so they used to use them? Like, was that like a thing in the olden days? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was. I, don't I, think it was like that. New... I swear I heard that. On... I believe you, though. <laughs> mm, I did not. We <laughs> <laughs> get to run the round. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they just did it to meet the restrictions that they had to do. I guess it's a good idea. Like, kind of coming up with these creative solutions to beat the restrictions. But how was that for you performing? Like, with the stage just turning like every. We were kind of like facing, we weren't facing how we normally like are on stages. We're kind of like spaced out and like facing a different directions so everyone could get like a view. So we're kind of looking away from each other. It was really weird, but it was still fun. It was an experience, that's for sure. It was. <laughs> Talking about 
on stage experiences. I heard you got ambushed by a bunch of cowboys on stage one time. A bunch of cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Where did you hear that from? I read that in an interview that there was like a kind of troop of cowboys join you on stage. I what? really want to remember this time. What? I remember was it going- on stage or was it? I don't quite remember. I feel like it happened to be on the Polish club tour, though, because there was a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, and the, the Polish club tour was crazy. crowd was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a time and a half. I love that, that tour. How come it was so wild? Well, I think that because their music's so hectic, I think the crowd that they draw are just full time frothers. So, you know, they, <laughs> they, they go just, hard. They went they really go hard. hard. And we're just this little, we're all so young too and on that four, tour four girls on a stage just like, like la 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 <laughs> all these like hectic you know oh, rock, rock and rollers so but on the last show of their tour we actually got up on stage with them and like played tambourine and sung with them and stuff it was so fun that was what's fun. Was i think we fun. did a christmas cover. we did a christmas i think cover. we all sang i all i want for christmas is you spontaneously oh <laughs> <laughs> it was wild it was wild. It's like mean girls oh look yeah. speaking of polish clubs that's oh. the poster there. Nice. Wait, so are you in your practice space just now? We're in Maddie's bedroom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. But we're just rehearsing at a house tonight. We usually rehearse at like a studio. So do you do you all live together or do you all live separately? We all live separately. We're around each other too much already. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, she went. I she went just went. It's all right. <laughs> It was that, like, um, you know, that thing you do to people. It was like, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, anyway. Sorry, we're getting distracted. What's someone you've learned about each other in the past year that you didn't know before? Ooh. That you have a mean side to. <laughs> like, hence exhibit just that we just saw. I always thought Ash was a mean side. No, it's not mean, but just like. A banter side. A banter side, you know. Oh, that's good. I hope I'm not actually mean. You're not. You're not. I'm just We're going to be branded after this, Ashley. The mean, mean girl. Meeks, the funny one. So Meeks, what, what Meeks, have we learned about What have I learned other? about you? Meeks is really, really good at selling clothes because whenever yeah. I go, she works at a clothing shop. Whenever I go there, she says, Ash, you should try this on. Next minute. There you buy I'm like, I don't, yeah. So that's <laughs> that you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I actually don't know. I feel like I'm I an knew, open book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I knew her already, like, since Whopper. There's nothing new that I've learned. Wait, so how long have you two known each other? We've known each other for like three, yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah, about three years. Yeah. We met in 2018. How long did it take for you to kind of be comfortable with each other, like, in the creative space? And like in the songwriting environment? Uh, I think oh, it's taken a while. I mean, there's a lot of developing over time and understanding one another because everyone's so different with how they creatively work and how their brains work. So it's really just taking the time to understand each individual in the band. But I don't know, it's kind of changed, like developed over time. Yeah, and I think meeting through, of course, like Wafa, everyone's thrown in the deep end, everyone's mm. I think on our second day, everyone had to get up on stage and play their own song to each yeah. other. So that we auditioned. Yeah, oh I think God. that was like oh. a massive thing for all of us to put our own music out there and show other people. I think that really helped us because then when we got together, it was like we know each other. We've had to show yeah. each other songs before, so we all like music. And yeah, yeah. I know. I think that none of us in the band are like that's a terrible idea. It's or no, like we're, we're all pretty open. open to different ideas, which is good. Yeah. 
It almost sounds like before you started making music together, it was easier because you'd like already been vulnerable with your kind of writing in that space. Yeah. The the um course that we did was really like creative and kind of you could do whatever you wanted to do. It wasn't like it wasn't strict or anything. It was just super Yeah, it, it was like a music artist course. So it was based upon songwriting and becoming your own it's not necessarily like a session musician, even though you can go into doing that, but it had a strong focus on like creativity and that kind of thing, which is great. Yeah, it was it was really good. And yeah. then we met Dolphy. Yeah. We met each other. Home. So good. How has your approach to songwriting changed since you started writing together and like operating as a unit? Usually we start off with someone individually coming up with a basic structure for a song or maybe a verse or a chorus. And then I think we found that maybe if we meet up in a pair and work on that idea, then create like more of a song, then bring that to the band and then jump on it from there. Mm-hmm. I think if we take it step by step, I feel like we don't necessarily work best when we just get in a room and say, let's write a song yeah. from scratch. I think it takes a bit of time mm-hmm. being by yourself and like writing from your own and personal experience. Yeah. yeah. And even just like having chords and like mm. building the song and the songwriting around chords that we have and we all jump on board as well but ash is a legend at writing she is a genius no 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 she's a genius (laughs) what else (laughs) what else tell me more tell me more no yeah no we all it's a group effort for sure for sure for sure we're really lucky to have like so many songwriters in one band it's really awesome that we can just all like we all have our own individual ideas and we all come together it's really yeah really cool i think it makes everyone equally as passionate about it as well it's not like yeah. it's a solo project from one particular person it's like we've all written this song it's all of ours so i think that's really cool yeah yeah especially when you're performing i imagine there's something different about it when you've written it and you're kind of performing that yeah yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah more meaning and feeling behind it do you feel like the reason you perform and the reason you create is different? Like, what's kind of fueling that desire to do that? Oh, do you want to answer? I don't really know. I don't know why I want to be a musician. <laughs> I think that <laughs> it's really cool to be able to, sh- like, music is emotion and to be able to share that with people. Mm. It's a pretty cool experience to be able to, like, feed off the crowd's energy. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. You can just, it's a pretty, like, powerful tool yeah. or it can just be really fun mm. and you just meet amazing people mm-hmm. and you get to travel yeah i don't know and you spend so much time like songwriting and writing songs and all that and it's your emotions that you're kind of putting out into the world and it's so amazing the feeling that you get when you're on stage and there's like a massive crowd in front of you and they sing your song back you're just like wow yeah, like when like, it connects with people like if someone yeah. comes up to you and says that song like help me get through this time or something like that that yeah, just is like oh that's amazing or this inspired me to play the piano or something that's really cool do you remember the first really time cool that really cool i love saying really cool <laughs> the first time that happened yes i do it was our wait when people sung that to yeah, us people connected like, to it yeah like when it connected it was people. i think it, it was, was our single, single launch. launch for our first debut single um fall we had it at mojo's in Fremantle, and i literally shed a tear it was so amazing there was the crowd it was our last song that we did and the whole whole crowd was just singing it at the top of their lungs and we were all looking at each other we're like, and we're like what? Oh, that's not this, this is feeling. just for my mom <laughs> yeah it's really nice was that expected no, no 
Not at all. I, I we, guess Fall has probably been our most successful song, and I don't think we ever expected it to be. I mean, it's not like a number one hit single or anything, yeah. but we just never expected it to like reflect on people like that. To yeah. Be able to, learn the song and sing it back to them. That's really cool. Do you ever reflect on it and try and work out why it connected with people in the way it did? I think the lyrics of Fall can connect to a lot of people because it's kind of about not being able to let go of a person or a relationship and just like ending up being stuck in the same place when you're trying to move on. And I think that is something that a lot of people would struggle with. So maybe mm. it's like, I don't know, it's kind of about overcoming that and just telling yourself to be authentic and true to yourself. So. I don't know, maybe people like seeing it like, I can do this. I can get, I through, can it. get through it. <laughs> if Ashley could do it, then I can. Sake of Sound kind of touches on similar stuff to that. Like it's yeah, about geez. kind of getting caught up in the same issues over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I, need some, I, need, I need to stop talking to my piano and see someone professional. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's, I guess so. Or, like, that song's kind of about just saying, yeah, it is kind of the same thing, staying in the same place because it's familiar instead of... You feel comfortable. You feel comfortable comfortable with that person, so you're like, oh, is this actually making me happy? Yeah, probably not. Could you relate that to, like, music as well, though? Like, is comfort the enemy of creativity? Are you quite conscious of not being comfortable and settling into things too much? I think some... Oh, I think that's something that we try not to do because I feel like we're so still developing our sound that and we all have different styles of writing so I would be pretty open to like that's kind of write folk songs and I write differently to that and then pop you're more soul yeah so I think that when you have lots of different influences it makes it easy to be open-minded to ideas and I've always thought if we play it how we like how we feel how we feel then it will have our own sound about it no matter what kind of genre or who sings it yeah yeah at what point when you're making a song do you kind of start to lose sight of all those individual influences and it just becomes dulcie and it becomes your sound i think from the start it's it's always our sound because we all have i mean like we do have our influences with other artists and stuff but i think dulcie is a band we our harmonies make dulcie like Makes dosey dosey. So, as individuals, we all have different genres that we listen to, and we kind of jump on board with those different ideas, and that's what kind of makes dosey dosey. Yeah, or it's like we don't really set out to be like, this is, I want this song to sound really close to this song. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you'll be listening to like an artist for a little while, and you can definitely hear the influence mm. of that, but it's never like, I want it right. Be like that. Yeah, I think it's just trying to see yourself. Mm. But definitely influences come through just who you like. Yeah. And, and what you're on board to. and you learn from it. What you're listening to in the moment, like what you're listening to at that time when you're working on the song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or just like yeah, a, we know your conscious mind, you don't even like realise and then you're like, oh my gosh, that's probably because I'm been listening to this artist. Or you think you've written something really great and then you're oh, like, oh, that's damn, that's not even my song. That's somebody else's song. That's that's the song I've been listening to for a yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn it. <laughs> uh. 
that was kind of like dust as well, wasn't it? Did it not come together or the initial memo came together when you were driving in the car and kind of just singing along melodies to whatever was playing? Yeah. Oh, no, that I do a weird thing where I just like sometimes just hit a bit of inspiration, just mindlessly driving. And then she always writes when she's driving. Yeah. And, and then that's I, why she always get a speeding fine. I get fine. so many speeding fines lately. It's <laughs> terrible. I'm going to lose my license. It's so funny. Let's not even talk about but it. But you write good but, songs. Thank it. you. That's worth it. <laughs> I'll put it on tax. But can I do that? Um, yeah, I know. I just will push record and I'll just drive. And I'm glad that no one else is in the car with me because I'll just sing anything. La, la, la. Random stuff. And I just found it. And I was like, that's kind of a Wasn't a nice, just like an old, old song? Yeah, it was like a really, really old voice memo that yeah. I had. I should try to find it. Really and old then, voice memo. And then we revisited it. Yes. The, that one changed a little bit, like the melody and the chorus. We made it a bit more hooky and catchy. Is it different coming up with melodies when you're driving and you're away from an instrument to what you would come up with, say you were playing on the piano? Yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. I think that's kind of a good thing because you can sometimes just play the same chords that you like or that you're familiar with. So mm. if I'm just driving and seeing anything, I don't even know what key I'm Yeah, you don't know what key I don't know what tempo it is. Like, <laughs> You should hear these voice members. They are not pretty. Super they are like, whoa, that is some funky, funky music, Ash. <laughs> Yodeling. Yodeling. Yeah, I did go through yodeling phase, That's but that didn't work out. But it is true. It's like when you're driving, there's no like music behind you. So you can just literally sing whatever you want to sing. Yeah, and then, I don't know. Just stream yeah. of consciousness. Is there someone who's well about the fact, because you have to focus on the fact that you're driving, you're almost not being self-critical? Like yeah, oh no, the, I'm not out. trying at mm. all. Like You can't even tell what notes I'm hitting <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you actually listen back to voice memos and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought that was good. Oh, like- it, I hope, like, I think that'd be my worst fear if something happened to me, someone finding my voice memos. Oh my gosh. That, please, if something ever happens, no one's allowed to touch them. They're confidential. That's so funny. It is, it's interesting what we're saying there about the idea of kind of focusing on someone else, but when you're driving... Is that a similar thing for Ether or when you're snorkeling and you kind of come up with the concept for that song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the I best song of my life. I did I not. Mari was like, Ash, you need to write down how you wrote this song. And I was like, really? <laughs> really, though? That's so embarrassing. That is the best thing, though. That's that is so true. nice. There are a lot Because I literally went snorkeling yeah. at um, Shipwreck in Perth and there was so many fish and I was like, wow, that is a beautiful fish. I know. Look at all those fish. Yeah. They just are getting along and they don't even think about anything. What, yeah, what else is happening? <laughs> so we should be more like the fish at the sea. Do you go snorkeling? No, oh, I used to growing up, but my yeah, our, both our parents live in Denmark, which is down south from Perth, and there's a really nice snorkeling spot called Greenspool, and I went there snorkeling whenever we go down. Yeah, it's in. Well, I mean, we don't have that here in Scotland because, funnily enough, we don't quite. Oh, get you're from, you're from Scotland. Scotland. I thought you were from Scotland, Joby. Really, Joby. Um, Peely Wally. <laughs> That's not a bad accent, to be fair. Thank you very much. No, I lost it. I lost it. Oh, you it. fucked it there, though. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Well. I know. I know a bit of slang. What's something else? Jawbees, Hilly Wally, Tatty scones. Yeah. yeah. You have a tatty scone. What's that? What does that mean? I think it's a type of food. Oh. It's like a toast type thing that you put in the toaster, but it's like made from. Oh tires. yeah. Oh wow. As if. <laughs> yeah. I, I have Scottish in me, but you'd never know. 
Where is all the Scottish slang coming from? Oh, well, oh. well, story for you. Hot team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just have a friend in Scotland. <laughs> but we met at a music festival and we've been chatting ever since. And he taught me all the Scottish slang. Actually, he hasn't replied in a while, so that's oh, damn. sad. <laughs> oh, good. It's okay. All right, okay. good. Write another song. Write another song. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now he was telling me about all this Scottish slang. The end. Full stop. <laughs> What's some good Aussie slang? Yeah, mate. Cobba. <laughs> hey, Cobba. Um, what's another one? Hectic. Oh, that's hectic. That's hectic. I feel like hectic's a universal word, isn't it? I feel like, oh, yeah. true. Maybe it is. I don't even think that's Australian. <laughs> Meeks is Googling up Australian <laughs> slang as we speak. I'm not, I know Bogan. No. That's the one piece oh, of Australian yeah. slang. Bogan, that's where yeah. I live. Boganville. Oh, Bogan. Bogan. Oh. <laughs> they just, all you need to do in Australia is swear a lot. And that's Australian slang. Well, that's the same with Scotland, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like we've got that in common. That and the drinking culture. Yeah, right. True. Yeah, you what got you Scottish. You like oh, to sure. drink. She'll be right. She'll be right, mate. She'll be right, mate. Dead set. True blue. Hey, true blue. Hey, true blue. What's true blue? Like, true blue. Like, Let me true. read it to you. Loyal friends <laughs> and family members oh. with solid personalities. <laughs> oh, I, just, I did not <laughs> even know that. I didn't even know that. I thought it was like true blue. Like, oh, yeah, true. Cool. True blue. Oh, a grommet. A grommy? A grommet? No, nah, a grommet. Grommet. Like a, that's a, a grommet. So it's like a young surfer or a skater with blonde hair, long blonde hair. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So like kind of like the surfer stereotype. Yep. Mm. Yep. Uh, okay, I got you. Yep. Anyway, that's some good Australian <laughs> slang for you there. Wow, I feel like we're both so cultured. To come, let's go back to Ethro for a little minute because we were talking about the kind of message at the heart of that where you see the fish. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you think about how it would be so nice if we could all live together in harmony. How does having such like a clear message and a clear idea at the heart of the song influence the way that you develop it? Well, yeah, that one I wrote. Well, usually I just write straight up on the piano, just singing words to chords. But that song kind of started as lyrics because I wrote when I was in Denmark after I went snorkeling and I had this beautiful fish encounter <laughs> experience. <laughs> I wrote a poem, which was like a lot of the lyrics in the song. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm actually so lame. <laughs> I wrote a poem about the that fish. That is the most beautiful thing. And then that is not lame at all. My friend said, Ashley, that is beautiful. You should write, turn that into a song. And so I did. And we we should take a photo of that poem and... Put it up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Even more lame than the song itself. <laughs> How do you turn a poem into a song, though? Uh, you have to cut out I words know. and stuff. Yeah, I cut out a few words. I kind of just... and stuff. Yeah. I guess, like, songs are poems, kind of. Like, yeah. they have a bit of a beat and a rhyme to them. So I just kind of tried to sing different melodies with the words that I had written. And what would fit for that kind of sentence and stuff. Yeah. And then the chorus was completely from scratch, kind of just made that up. So it was mainly the verses. The verse of the... We had a complete different um, bridge from yeah. what we've got now. That kind of got developed in the studio with our producer, Joel. Um, what was he playing? The, playing a, as, oh, the, the Prophet keyboard. Yeah, the Prophet. He was playing the Prophet keyboard. And then we were just playing around and then that kind of um, happened as our bridge. The riff. The riff. And we probably changed the whole bridge and 
It's actually, it works so well because it has such like an ethereal sound to mm. what he's playing. Like really you can cool. hear the fish swimming around yeah, in the, the song. Fish swimming around, <laughs> having a good old beautiful time. <laughs> Actually, what was the original bridge? Basically, it was breathing to me, oh, breathing to me. Repeating oh. the chorus bit. Just kind of like building on that. Just building up, which we always do. We love a good build. We love a good build. We love a good stab. We love a good acapella. Dulcy stab. It works really well though when you've got the kind of gang vocals thing going on. Like if you do that build, like what you're talking about there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that Actually, part. Murray wrote that line. Good job, yeah, Murray. You should get a royalty to that one. <laughs> well, he was just sitting in sort the corner and we just couldn't figure out what to do. And he was oh like, as one, mic drop. That <laughs> was like, so funny. He literally said, he said, yeah, as one. And then he got up and he just walked out of the room <laughs> and he was like, see ya. <laughs> it was so funny. Is it different? writing for a song though like what you're saying how you brought that bridge in when you're in the studio is it easier to write for the song once everything else is kind of there i think oh yeah totally. yeah yeah i think so i think once you have a clear idea of where the song's going then mm. it's pretty easy once you've got the structure and the form of the song then it's yeah it's quite easy and joel's super good at helping us to make more hooks and to make it more catchy and stuff like that because we tend to use a lot of words when we sing so he always just cuts and when, we, and when we talk <laughs> as well. And when we talk as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he just really makes like parts of it catchy. And if he thinks that a part doesn't work, he's like, all right, now nah, that needs to be more catchy. catchy. Let's figure something else out. And then we just scratch it and use something else. Or it's good and we keep the same, the, what we had before. Just about simplifying it a little bit almost. Yeah. yeah and I, think I think the more that we've recorded, the more when we're writing ourselves, we... Conscious of, of like we don't need that vocal bit or yeah it's like less is more sometimes yeah so we're kind of conscious of like making the, the song catchy mm. basically so does that start to, well, does that actually bleed into when you're beginning work on the song like instead of just kind of in the editing process later on i guess now i think that you just learn different things from All different people and and how like especially working with a songwriter slash like a producer not just someone who's recording us who's mm. contributing ideas as well we've never really worked Had with other before. songwriters so just learning from their experience is really helpful they've been around for a lot longer than us as well. yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't tell joel that he'll be offended he'll be like not that old <laughs> a lot more experience than yeah us. let's say that was what's the lesson you've learned from joel definitely simplifying songs basically simplifying songs I think being open-minded to like completely chopping them up and like I don't know, just not being afraid. Yeah, not being afraid to rearrange and try different ideas and yeah, like and pick where you want to do harmonies because we tend to just put harmonies on Mm -hmm. a lot of things. So kind of like pick where we want to place that harmony and yeah, just really like simplify and be open to changing ideas and stuff. It's interesting as well because when you listen to the songs, they quite often seem to be writing. Although we're saying you know they kind of cover these bigger issues, they're often writing to someone. Like you often seem to have a person in the song that you're addressing. Sometimes, sometimes. I guess like, not all the time. I feel like people sometimes write things for like other people to feel as well because they can be like someone might be going through that. Let's write a song that they can really. Connect, connect your, like, with. It's kind of like you're making up a story yeah. about something. That was the case with Dust. Dust wasn't really written about anybody. Mm. 
but or it's like even like your friends or something are going through something yeah and that, you write about that very true yeah you kind of just like a sponge trying to soak up inspiration from anywhere give you can give me a story give me, <laughs> tell me your life story let me write it into a song <laughs> when you have when you're experiencing an emotion yourself or are going through something it's easier to write about it because it you just want to get it out mm-hmm. the end. and it's That's nice it's say. nice for yourself as yeah well, because then you're not chaotic. bottling it up inside exactly. and you can actually express it in a way of writing a song out of it and getting a nice song out of it i know uh, so some people like, just write in their diary i guess people write in their diaries and stuff too and we probably do that as well that we could grab some of that information and put it in a, into a song as well yeah it's like when life's going a bit too good it's like oh my gosh can something really bad happen i need an idea yeah. <laughs> i need to write about something do you keep a diary wouldn't you like to know yeah. <laughs> <Dear> diary. <laughs> You never know. You never know. No, I definitely do a bit of journaling here and there. Sometimes. Sometimes. When I have time, I'm a very busy girl. Yeah. Are there, is there anything you can't write about in a song that you would write about in the diary instead? As a way of like getting it out, like what you were saying? Possibly. Yeah. I, think I mean, it's things, really, really, really personal. I think maybe. there's things that you don't know how to express, so then you express it on paper, but then you kind of just get it out because you need to get it out, but then you can re- like visit it and rephrase and not make it sound as hectic, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I get it. It's funny being a songwriter because it's like things that you wouldn't even tell your friends. It's you like, let it me just tell the whole world exactly how I feel. <laughs> Whenever you write songs or something, my family will be like, oh, is this about this person is this about this it's like oh no like it's not about anybody don't even worry people always just try to try to know what's up yeah it's like i'm fine mum. <laughs> it's interesting what you were saying there about the diary though where it's like it's almost like the diary can be a step to songwriting like you're yeah, totally. you have to get it out what is yeah. it about that format that is kind of easier to write in as opposed to songs well i guess you're not overthinking like melody or like lyrics it's kind of just your thoughts but yeah you're basically just getting your thoughts out on paper and you're not actually having to sit down and think about what song am i gonna write or like overthinking like this has to be a good idea this has to sound good it's just like let me just get whatever out i want to get out and then if it's any good we can use it as a song or develop it what you were you were saying earlier on as well that sometimes you'll write about a friend's experience you won't just write about your own stuff you might see something that's happening in their life and decide to create a song about it is what would drive you to write a song about someone else different to what would drive you to write a song about yourself? Is the intention different? Well, sometimes in the past when I've written a song about somebody else, it's because like you can kind of feel their burden as well. Mm. So it's like, oh, you know, if you're, especially if you're close to them, it's like... It affects you. It affects you as well. Like yeah. it can weigh on your mind as well. So it's them. like, I don't know, sometimes it's right there. So it's easy to get that out. Yeah. And then it's also like if it's about someone else having an an experience, you're kind of you can have that time to think about what it is and you're not actually hurting so much so you can actually understand like an outside what, perspective. An outside perspective of the situation. Um so you can have, take that time to really just like know what you want to write. Whether as it, if it was like happening to yourself, you kind of just want to get it out and just mm-hmm. write anything. It's almost like you have more of a perspective on it when it's someone else's experience. 
yeah you kind of yeah it's a different perspective yeah to, to what's so internal yeah it's like an outside perspective do you hear it in the songwriting like can you tell apart the songs that were written about someone else's experience to the songs that were written about your own like when you hear them i don't i don't think you'd necessarily hear that it's about no one ever knows like kind of i, know, I think about. it's like and also what kind of words you use like if you're saying like you like mm. own ground you you're a nomad in your own land you tell me or it's like like yeah, the what? use of like i and you that kind of thing mm. maybe you could probably when you're writing about that. someone or whether you're writing about yourself yeah or whether but i guess the ones where you're pretending to be somebody else then you i like tell. Them, that's just a big old mystery <laughs> you have to work that one out for yourself I was going to say, because you could just go through it and every time you say I, just change it to you and suddenly it's a song about someone else. And Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a good little, yeah, that's a good so little cool. project. Okay, so this <laughs> tour, we're going to change this song and have it as a different perspective. So yeah. change it to you. <laughs> I mean, one of the songs that is sometimes, I think, has you in it and is singing to someone as level head, which you close the EP on. It's like, I think it's the one we kind of haven't spoken about, which has, I mean, I think a lot of these songs have been around for a few years because I know Level Head, you were kind of playing. Yeah, we're ready to yeah, get them we out. We are ready to get it out. First yeah. EP. Because, so like, we've been writing so many songs. So it's like, I feel like those songs are, you know, from, from, they are, from, from when we first ago. got together. Yeah, so there's As more to come. Do you think Level Head is the most vulnerable you've ever been in a song? I think it sounds I quite vulnerable. So much. Well, when we were playing it as a band, it used to be really hectic, like full drums, really heavy drums. And it was just too much. It was like up, up, up for the whole mm. back end of the song. And Rock we got, and roll, baby. Yeah, we got to the studio. We were like, whoa, let's chill out, everybody. Let's just do piano. And we had cello and violin on it, which I love. Mm-hmm. I think in terms and of production, it's like, and stuff. yeah. Had a um, low-end bass. From a sub bass from a move as well had that towards the end of the the song. Mm. I'm so glad it's just like stripped back because I feel like it has more meaning yeah. to, towards the song as well when it's just like harmonies and simple piano and just all of us jumping on and singing the, on the song. It has a lot more meaning to it. I reckon mm. uh, than us just like smashing like all the symbols. Yeah, it definitely us. sounds a lot more vulnerable because it's like you're. It's just kind of voice and keys, so it's, yeah, there's not much to hide behind. Why was it so hectic the first time around? Like, what was in your head when you were creating? Because we were time? like, we're, we're a fresh. band, we are a band, we play our instrument loud. <laughs> <laughs> we're a girl band, let's do it, rock and roll. We had no idea. We Hence were- the learning of lessons <laughs> more since recording with Joel. <laughs> it's like, whoa, guys, chill out, come on. <laughs> it's so. Is it almost like then? these songs they have the spark of what was special about when you first started the band but you're kind of presenting them with a maturity that wasn't there when they were initially created definitely probably yeah i think we've grown as a band since yeah we're still we're literally with some of our songs we're still developing them since we first wrote them which was like years ago like they're still developing over time as we're developing as a band and changing with sound and what we know about like songwriting and all that so yeah, maturity for sure. When's the song finished? Oh, that is a deep question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that usually by the time we've finished recording it in the studio, that's when we probably fleshed it out the most. Because you hear so much when you're in the studio as well. Yeah, or like, like you think you're coming in with a finished idea to the studio and then 
someone else will have a different idea and it just changes up. Yeah, you hear, you hear so much more because it's all yeah. so, like, separated and you can hear every instrument and what's happening, whether when you're in, like, a studio, um, a rehearsal room, it's just noise. Yeah, like, like you have a different perspective on the song because you're hearing it from, like, you're not singing it and like hearing stems. it at the same time. Yeah. Like, you're listening to it. You can hear it differently. And it develops in the studio, for sure. I mean, when you went in to do Level Head, how, did you have any idea of what the strings on it were going to sound like? Not on, no, I guess, kind of. But we had a guy who, like, I literally, I can't remember where that. Sorry, the day we decided to make it really stripped back, we were like, let's get some cello on it. But we only had, I think, one more day left in the studio when we made this idea. And then we had a guy, Ben Paddy. He literally stayed Absolute up all legend. night. And made a cello and string arrangement for... And he wrote out charts for it as well. Like, like, it was nuts. Oh, my gosh. And then came in the next day, yeah. had hardly slept, and just tracked. He's incredible. He literally tracked for, like, two hours and just layered it mm. and then had the charts out for the um, cello. 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 The cello, cello player turned out to be a regular from my work, which yeah. is really random. I was like, oh. Hello. I know you from work. Who thought? <laughs> that was so random. I didn't know that she played cello so well. Yeah, but Ben but, is a legend. Yeah. So I feel like we didn't need to do any kind of envisioning because they were just so professional and they mm. just nailed it. Before you brought them in, was the song going to be stripped back, but just without that kind of added arrangement? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they add so much to the song with cello. And yeah, we literally didn't think to have cello or violin or. Viola, viola? I think it was just viola. Oh, was it viola too? Viola, I think. Um, at all. So I think once we heard it as like a studio recorded song, we were like, it needs more. And we thought like it would sound so good with cello and all that. Um, but yeah, we first like we just didn't even think about having it on the track at all. And I'm so glad we did because yeah. it makes a song are you good at keeping a level head yeah i think we're really good at yeah, it yeah you know what? i think we've gotten better all of us collectively yeah and we all have each other's backs as well which is really good yeah it's true i feel like we're like a little family now yeah sisters watch yeah, out look out world everyone has good and bad days you know yeah it's not all, you're not always going to be 100 percent. but i think that's a good thing about having a band like mm-hmm. a good old little support network it sure is yeah so good it's like when one of you maybe isn't having a good day, the other three are. So it kind of balances itself out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is that more important on tour or in the studio? I think it's probably just more important, like, rehearsals. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know, because I think we're all so busy. We all have other, like, jobs and stuff and other things going on in our lives. And we meet up to rehearse probably, like, twice a week. Totally, like, we mainly see each other rehearsing and playing gigs and being in the studio. And that's like smack bang in the middle of your week and yeah. you had a really shit day at work. Pardon me. Bad day at work. Your life's work. And then, okay, bad day at work. Well, you, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. You come to rehearsal and you're not feeling your best. Yeah. And it's like sometimes we just have a, like a little half an hour debrief about how, what's going on in everyone's lives and how everyone is. And then get it all off your chest and then we're and good. Then good to go maximum instruments and i think with touring like you are so busy and you're traveling constantly and you'll get so exhausted but i think it's just making sure that you're 
doing everything right, eating healthy, drinking water, getting enough sleep. Yeah, making sure that we're always checking in on one another as well and seeing how everyone's going. But I think it's, yeah, it's like touring and just everyday life, like rehearsing as well. It's a word about, it must be a word balance, especially when you go on tour, everyone else that you're kind of surrounded by is doing this full time. And then you've like, it always seems to just be the artists that are the ones that have the kind of thing on the side to keep them going. How do you kind of navigate that? Oh my gosh. Oh, we all bloody burn ourselves out all the time. (laughs) Do you want to hear my, do you want to hear my week? (laughs) Yeah, go for it. So Monday, what's today? Tuesday. Tuesday. Wait, yes. Yeah. Monday worked, (laughs) Tuesday worked, had rehearsals all day. Wednesday, I'm working. Thursday, we're flying out. And then we're playing a gig on Friday. Then we're coming, flying back to Perth on the Saturday, have our gig at the Rosemount on Saturday. And then I'm working all day Sunday. How long's the flight? Five hours. Oh, yeah. oh it might be like three hours to Adelaide. Oh. I know that's what Murray said, but I don't know. Three I was hours. like, what? I thought it was five hours. Hmm, I don't know. It's just busy constantly. Yeah, right? it is. It's like work, I don't- music. And then it's like, oh, I want to have a social life. Oh, oh but gosh. I can't. I don't have any time to write any songs. <laughs> And your week goes so fast as well. It's just like, where did the week go? Crazy. Have you found that? Have you found since you were in the band and things kind of started gaining traction that time is moving a lot faster because you're so busy all the time? Yeah, definitely. For sure. I think if you're keeping yourself busy through like every day, it just goes so much faster. And then you realize it's like, oh, wow, it's already the end of the week. Yeah, the days do go by very quickly. Mm. I mean, one of the big things about songwriting is this reflective element to it, and it's such a reflective exercise. When do you find the time to do that? If you're so busy, do you kind of have to make consciously make time to do it? Well, sometimes I feel like I write best when, well, the thing is I really don't like writing when anyone's at home. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a housemate and she's home quite a lot. So I feel like whenever I'm at home, like in between a job or something, and I get home, I'm like, oh my gosh, nobody's home right now yes i'm gonna play the piano and it'll be like i'll have half an hour <laughs> and i feel like that's when i'll have like an idea it won't be when i have when i'm in lockdown and i have endless time on my hands because i'm certain motivation but i feel like it's like oh when i have that little bit of time where i can like go in and mm. or have the night at home have to myself yeah it's like yeah my housemate's out she's somewhere and i have the house myself that's when i'll write a, a song. lot of bangers that we hit before we get a good song <laughs> yeah i mean like you definitely have to write a lot of bad songs before you get a good one but i think i feel like sometimes being busy helps me to write always not all the time yeah. you do need to have I time to write that. i Ooh. love i love writing and just getting on the piano when i'm um hungover <laughs> after a night out a big night out i don't know what it is but i'm i just love it i'm That's like oh yeah songwriters who say that they say it's like a cleanse like it's just getting all the bad vibes out of them yeah maybe i don't I know ne- i've never tried that before I, that's whenever i'm like yes i'm gonna jump on the piano and i'm gonna just like just sing whatever i want to sing like i just want to sing I right. just want to sing. I Let me sing. sing. <laughs> it's so weird though. It's like whenever I go out drinking the next day, I'm just so ready to write. It's really strange. Wow. Well, next time hit me up yeah. when you're going out. Next day I'll be there with my keyboard. We can both try and write. Oh gosh. Yeah. Do you notice any patterns in what you write during those sessions? Like would you notice certain themes cropping up and stuff quite a lot? Like 
I feel so tired. Sometimes I, I do say like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a theme. I think I don't think when I write <laughs> after a night out, it reflects on how I'm feeling that day or like what happened the night before. I think I'm just more open minded to writing about anything. It's a secret remedy. Yeah, it's a secret rem- remedy. Yeah, very interesting. I, I don't even know. I can't even pick it. <laughs> Hangover cure. Yeah, forget your green juice. Green juice, you know, like drinking green juice. Oh, and on an afternoon night out. Yeah. Yeah. I never do that. Me either. Because <laughs> you play the piano. Yeah. Like... <laughs> with what you were saying about being so busy all the time as well, is part of the reason you can be creative within that? Are you almost like feeding off the energy and the momentum of it and the buzz? I think I'm always just so brain dead and tired that I won't write anything else but about because I don't have room to think about anything else you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I know I feel like there's a balance of like when you can realize that you're too yeah I think that I definitely have a tendency to like overcommit myself or say yes to a lot of things and then it's like and then you realize that if you have free time you just want to go to bed (laughs) or something Mm. but I think it's like when it's a good balance of you're looking after yourself and you're working and you're in a good headspace then that's like a good momentum. And you're motivated because you're always busy as well. You're like ready to do something. When are you most motivated to write? When are you most motivated to write? I think that I'd be most motivated to write when I feel like I need to get out my feelings. Mm -hmm. When I have a feeling and I just need to let that feeling go, just let it go. That's when I'm probably most motivated. I think when you're trying to like force an idea or Mm. come up with something original, it's the hardest thing, but when it's like something that you can really experience, then it's easy. Agreed. You. You're here. Good job, Ash. Thank bravo, you. bravo. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.